What's up, Agents for Life? Welcome to Podcast 208, where we're going to talk about some fun things. I, I'm calling this uh, The Dog Ate My Prospect because there's a funny story I'm going to tell you in just a few minutes. Before, though, I jump in, let me re remind you, you heard me talk about this last week. I'm not going to go into it in details, but you need to be February 2nd and 3rd. If you are listening, Raleigh, North Carolina, February 2nd, 3rd, you got to get yourself there. The tickets are free. The link is going to be somewhere on the notes or something. Register. It doesn't cost anything. Reserve your seat and then figure out how to get yourself there. You got three months. We'll figure it out. Okay. We'll do it together. You, I, I got your back, but get there at all, at whatever it takes, because that's where lives are changed. You've got the top agents all across the country coming together, training, insane training, networking, the energy, the belief, the vision. And you can't get this from Zoom. All right. If you could, Zoom would charge an arm and a leg for their subscription, but you can't. You've got to go in person and get the big vision of, of who's behind Equus, what we're all about. So I'll be there. I hope to see you there so I can give you a big hug and a handshake and meet y'all in person. We sit down and strategize and talk about our futures together and all that fun stuff. So get yourself there. I'm. You'll be so glad you did whatever sacrifice it takes to get to Raleigh, North Carolina, February 2nd and 3rd. All right. Next thing, I'm going just real quick, but um, this comes from a story. You know, the best education is life, right? Action, activity, failure. Okay. Well, I had that again. This is my new favorite underwriting question, and you'll know why in just a second. Um, was that prescribed by your doctor or was that prescribed by a specialist? Yeah. Good question. Do you know why? If you're thinking like an underwriter, why would a specialist prescribe blood pressure medication? That's not normal. Cardiologist, right? So I had a lady that was declined because she had some things going on with her heart. And she told me, she mentioned the word cardiologist. Um, but I didn't slow down enough to even catch that. I listened past it. But here's the tricky thing. If you're if you're getting, you know, a normal prescription for something, should come from your doctor. If it comes from a specialist, it means there's something else going on. Good question. Good underwriting question. I'm not going to make that mistake again. Anytime you hear the rheumatologist, cardiologist, pulmonologist, whatever, psychologist, whenever it's a specialist, that's a that's a situation you want to pay a little more attention to. And uh, that might be a reason why someone gets declined. So that's what happened to me. So I learned a new underwriting question. I thought I'd pass along to you so you don't make the same mistakes. Hey, you know what? I'm out there making all these expensive mistakes telling you how not to do it so that you can save the money because uh, it's not fun when you get declined. Anyways, so here's a true story. Ready? You ready for this? True story. I'm on the phone with a, with a, with a prospect. doing a, We're starting an application. We found a policy. He likes the price. Moving forward. Okay. He gives me everything. He gives me a social, gives me his... Uh, birthday, beneficiary information, all that, driver's license, the whole shebang. We get all the way through it. It's even approved because I got an early underwriting approval halfway through. I'm like, you're approved. This is golden. He's like, awesome. We're going to the end asking for what? The bank account information. And I do my normal thing. Like I don't make it a thing anymore. It doesn't really bother me to ask for the bank account information. It used to, now it doesn't bother me. So I'm doing my normal script, just going asking the way I normally ask. Well, I start hearing, he's outside, and I can hear, you know, environment outside. Uh, and I start hearing a dog barking in the, in the distance, um, and it's getting closer. And he's starting to, you know, you know, you can tell he's, he's been walking around. He's a little bit out of breath. 
And so I'm trying to wrap this up, right? I'm trying to get this all taken care of because I can feel he's getting busy and people start getting impatient when you've got 27 more questions. So trying to wrap it up and I get to the part where you know, I ask for the banking information. He's like, you know what? I have to look that up. He goes, I'm going to have to to hang up because my dog's getting away and I can, I can hear the dog barking in the background. Um, it's doing something. I got to take care of my dog. And uh, let me look this up and I'll call you right back. And what am I going to say? No, <laughs> of course. I'm like, okay. So I got to let him go. So he hangs up and that's the last I've heard from this guy. Texting, email, left him voice messages, ghosted me. So guess what? It's the only thing I can logically conclude was that my prospect got eaten by a dog. I mean, what else would you think? What? There's a dog, it's barking, he's chasing after it, we're right up to the end, and boom, nothing. So bad timing, I feel bad for him because he could have gotten a life insurance policy just before this horrific incident. Now I'm making light of it, and I apologize for those of you who are thinking ill of me right now because I am better than this, but I'm 99.9% .9 positive he was just trying to get me off the phone and that he decided he didn't want the policy because it was his dog. But I'm I'm having fun with it because that's what I do in my mind is uh, try and, you know, laugh a little bit. But it is frustrating because there are people out there that don't want to say no. And what comes out instead is something that we call an excuse, right? So dog ate my prospect. Well, dog ate my homework, right? We've heard these. Well, got me thinking. And I went through and started pulling out some of the reasons why people have not shown up on my calendar. Because there's a little cancellation button and it says why, and some people fill it in, some people don't. But here's some of the answers that I got. <laughs> you might get a chuckle out of this. And we'll call these excuses. Um, car being towed. All right. Conflict with a client. I forgot I had a prior engagement, had an emergency at school. Have too many knee jobs to attend to. I think they meant new and EE jobs. I don't know what a knee job is. Uh, my child is sick. I ran into a personal road bump that I didn't plan for. I don't know what that was, but apparently a road bump. Tested positive for COVID. My feel fine, but my voice is gone and I want to communicate like myself. All right. Yeah. Um, meeting at work was rescheduled and I have to be a part of a Zoom call. Another interview interfered family emergency. I can't tell you how many family emergencies. It's crazy. You start scheduling appointments with people and family emergencies happen everywhere. It's crazy. No longer available at 2.30. Child has an orchestra concert. Oh, wow. Okay. So you got an orchestra concert we didn't know about. Um, appointment running long. Commitment. I don't know what that means. Commitment. That was the reason for not showing up. Commitment. Yeah. My, I think lack of commitment. You, you left that part out. Call from a doctor, unexpected news, family emergency, had something urgent come up today. We're moving and the movers should have come and gone by now, but they are running late. So apparently can't take phone calls while movers are around. Technical difficulties, family emergency, emergency, what emergencies? The hospitals have been busy around here. Let me just tell you all these emergencies. And then my favorite, my personal favorite, babysitter canceled and kids are having a meltdown. So been there, done that. I know. But, and yes, I'm sure that a lot of these, some of these, a few of these, however many are completely legitimate. And I don't want to downsize or make anybody feel bad if you were one of these people, or if you're like, no, this really happens. Yes, it's true. Life does, does happen legitimately. But I'm sure you'll agree with me 
that a lot of these are simply lack of people's ability to commit to something. And in our appointments, we see this a lot. When you don't do a good job of building value at the end, instead of, no, I don't really care for you or your product. Um, yeah, I don't really trust you. So I'm not going to go forward. Like people really don't feel comfortable saying what they really think. But instead, what comes out is something much more pleasant to say, or they don't have to feel so uncomfortable. They say, ah, we need to think about this. Yeah, we're going to think about it. I don't, I don't make decisions like this really quick. I, we always take, you know, our time and think about, I, I need to do some more research. We're going to see if we can fit this in next month or in, in five years from now. Yeah. 10 years probably would be better. So call me back when I'm 75 and we'll go ahead with uh, an appointment then <laughs> I'm exaggerating, but you know what I'm saying? Most people, when they give a reason, it's just a reason, just as good as any other reason. And this is the point that I want, I really want to make. Because excuses can get in the way. And isn't it frustrating to work with a client or an, another agent that you're trying to get going that just has excuses? And it's not that they have them. It's that they use them. You can have excuses and not use them. And in fact, everybody has excuses you could legitimately use. But the champions, the winners, the ones that rise to the top, they just don't let those excuses hold them back. That's the difference. Okay. If you look hard enough, you can always find a reason why you're not succeeding. And all that is, is you're transferring the, the, you're transferring what you feel is the reason why you're not succeeding to something else, thus helping you feel better about why you're not succeeding. It's because of this. It's because of that. It's because this happened or this certain circumstance. Circumstances, right? Circumstances. Those are all things outside of our control. So we feel better blaming things that are out there because we're justifying why we didn't get the results that we ultimately committed to or wanted. So think about this for a second. How many people, how many times do you come across, a, if, if you're not in this industry, how many times do you come across a life insurance agent? How many conversations do you have with a life insurance agent that is licensed to write a policy and protect you up to you know millions of dollars potentially? And how, how often does that happen? I mean, it might be, you know, what, a few times during your year? I don't know. I don't know if I even remember ever coming across a life insurance agent um, before we just need a policy, we had to seek one out, but it's not like you're having these conversations all the time. So this guy, and we're going to just joke around a little bit, but let's assume, let's assume, um, that, that the tragedy happened, right? Tragedy happened. Moment of silence for the guy. I would not want to be eaten by a dog. I feel horrible if that's really what happened, but tragedy, right? That's a, that's a tough way to go. He, I might be the last person, and maybe he's fine. He's recovered and he's going to do fine. I might be the last person that could write a policy on him that he had the chance to do so and didn't. So he never called me back. The policy's been terminated and it's all out. It's gone, whatever. I'm not calling him anymore. Maybe he had an excuse and maybe he didn't feel comfortable saying, I just don't want to move forward. So he just didn't call back and that was his excuse. And maybe heaven forbid, I'm one of the last life insurance agents he'll ever have the chance to talk to before something happens. Heart attack, stroke, cancer, get hit by a bus, you name it. Uh, let's talk about this, bring it into the realm of an opportunity. You know, it's, it's inconvenient um, that I have to show up when my kid's uh, screaming in the background. 
if I'm interviewing someone and they really want this and they are, they want to change their life and they have a crying kid in the background and I sense that I'm talking to somebody that is serious about change, that wants to be an entrepreneur. Do you really think that I give two hoots about a crying child background noise while I'm trying to do an interview? We're talking about somebody's livelihood. I take that that position very seriously. So they think it's a problem. I don't think it's a problem because I'm looking past that. I'm looking for commitment. And I'm looking for a hungry entrepreneur that is willing to roll up their sleeves and work hard that wants to join, join the team. So what if this was one of the last opportunities that that person had to truly change their life? their future, get out of a job and, and do something different with their life and change their financial future and their, uh, the, the financial future of their children and their children's children. What if this was the last opportunity that they're going to come across and they didn't show up because let me pick one network issues. That was one excuse network issues. You know what? We have ways of solving that. We've got phones, right? We've got, uh, texting, we've got, um, we got other ways of figuring that, or rescheduled. Anyways, I'm, I'm not going to get on my soapbox, but I'm just saying, wouldn't it be a tragedy to think that, gosh, I could have done something huge, but I let that stop me. I let that stop me. So how many little things are we every day letting us stop us from success? The difference between the first place runner and the last place runner, they all work hard, but the first place runner accepts no excuses. Okay. They put in that little extra effort. They're all coming up against tough things. They all could have reasons why not to show up, right? Colby Bryant showed up at the basketball court, what, four o'clock in the morning. And if someone started showing up at four, he'd move it to 345. He has to be the first one there. No excuses. So I'm sure there's days he woke up tired and said, oh my goodness, I don't want to go. No excuses. That's an excuse. You're tired. Okay. You could have put that on the thing. I'm not showing up for my appointment because I'm tired. That could just as easily be one of these excuses on this list. The reason why I'm having this conversation with you is because I don't want you to fall in the same category as some of these people that are letting a little excuse prevent them from either getting coverage or embracing a new opportunity that can absolutely change their life. Guys, life is too precious. Life is too short. We can't let excuses run our lives. We're going to have reasons why we not could, could not do something, but the trick is don't look for them and don't let them stop you. If you didn't get your numbers, you didn't get your numbers. Okay, It's not anything or anybody else's fault. You have to own it. You are where you are exactly at this point in your life because of the sum total of all the decisions you have made up until this point in your life. Point blank. And the moment you accept that, the moment you embrace that is the moment you start taking ownership. And from that new position, now you can be in a position of strength to move forward. Because you know it is all on me, okay? If I'm in the military and I'm called to um, to stand attention and I'm supposed to be ready and have everything all done, my uniform pressed and everything, and someone a car walks drives by and a little bit of mud splatters on my shoe, and an inspector comes next minute and says, "You have mud on your shoe. You don't pass inspection, sir. Yes, sir. I own that. Not, but a car just came by and and splashed mud like." That it doesn't matter. You're right. A car did drive by and it did splash mud, but the fact remains you have mud on your shoe. 
Now, nobody's expecting you to have dodged that, but the difference is how you react. The difference is you saying it's the car's fault, which justifiably, if you put that out in society, a lot of people would agree with you, but a lot of people are broke. A lot of people live paycheck to paycheck, right? What do you want? Own your circumstances, your life, your decisions, own it. The good and the bad doesn't matter because from that position, you are now empowered to move forward in the right direction. So dog ate my prospect, true story. Um, I'll keep them in my prayers. I encourage you to do the same. I hope you're having a great week, but I hope you don't fall prey to the same mentality when you approach your business. Keep excuses out, live your life true and free to yourself and just go for it. Imperfection executed today is better than perfection executed never because perfection never does happen. Move forward imperfectly, but own your circumstances. Don't blame anything else and keep excuses out of your life.